WXDU Durham. Opinions expressed on the show do not necessarily reflect those of the WXDU and Duke community. It's unapologetic. Black Radio, Black Radio. Unapologetic Black Radio is brought to you by Naomi Lilly. I'm a sophomore at Duke, major is African American Studies, minor is Gender Studies, and Certificate in Documentary Studies. My name is Shania Anderson. I am a sophomore. My major is Cultural Anthropology with a minor in Global Health. My name is Arnold Henderson. I'm a sophomore. My major is History, and my minor is African and African American Studies. Hello, 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 everyone. You. This is Naomi Lily speaking. And before we get started with our show for today, we want to introduce our special guest. Hi, it's Aurelia. I am a sophomore majoring in ComSci ECE, and I'm pretty happy to be here today. All right, we're happy, we're happy to have you. <laughs> okay, so we're going to start off with some advice from the six brown chicks off of Twitter. Um, the question is, I am engaged to a man we met while we was working in Philly. His parents live in ATL, and I visited him for the first time. His father cross-dresses. The mother has toys that she uses on him, <sighs> and she showed me her kit. Um, I'm so concerned about my own man. Help. What we think about this? I feel like as long as like is if is he doing that is the question. Like if you find out like all right, he started like trying your clothes on and like he got like stuff that he's trying to use on you, then it's kind of important. But like if that's just his parents, you don't necessarily know that's like his thing, right? Right. Right. right, right. Like, I'm not trying to judge him for that. I'm, yeah. I'm, my question is, um, what is she concerned for? Yeah, because it's like has he been showing signs or something that make you concerned or like you're just concerned like okay the only issue i could see is if he hadn't communicated if you're not communicating sexually and you already have established a sexual relationship coming up married and then it's your wedding night and then finding out all these other things and you're not Mm. actually comfortable with them that might be an issue Mm. but as long as he's communicating with you and expressing his own sexual desires there shouldn't actually be any problem okay okay i can dig it I think the connotations that she has, though, it seems a little bit rooted in some homophobia or biphobia or anything like that. So that's my initial problem with it, because their parents seem to be having a great sex life. (laughs) I don't really. She seemed big mad. (laughs) Okay. Well, we just gonna hope that she figure out that situation. (laughs) All right, y'all. So it's Unapologetic Black Radio, and today's topic is sex. We are gearing up for Valentine's Day. So just to let you know, we are going to be discussing sex and sexuality. Language may be sensitive to some viewers. All right. And really, because you're our guest today, could you give us a little bit of background as to like how you arrived at like your current status like as like sort of a sexual person? Um, I think why I'm so outspoken about sexuality and things like that is as a survivor of sexual assault, I kind of lost my own autonomy as far as being comfortable with my own sexuality and being open about it. Mm-hmm. But... Mm-hmm. You know, last winter break, <laughs> I had an orgasm for two hours straight, and I was different after that. And now I've decided that if everyone can reclaim their sexuality in that way, then we can move forward. And being able to reclaim like your own body and come back into that is something really important that a lot of people who have been victims of sexual assault aren't really capable of doing. So you, so my question to you is like you found a certain level of, you know, like confidence and anything like besides just confidence, like what else did, you know, that moment last winter break teach you? (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, well, I think it's just really important to. Uh, I think a lot of women don't actually go into sexual encounters with the idea of enjoying it themselves. Mm -hmm. Mm. And a lot of it is focused on like a male's pleasure and things like that. But, um, and then once you become more focused on yourself and stop giving so much of yourself to other people with no, mm. nothing in return, you apply that into all different kinds of situations, including non-sexual ones. Mm. Okay. I like that. Okay, so for our first topic, we want to talk a little bit about bad communication. So what do we want to say about that? Explain ghosting, please. (laughs) (laughs) So I think a specific Duke problem that we have is people will begin the talking phase, let's say, where there's no labels, no titles. You're not really getting any benefits of a relationship, but you're still expected to do all the work of a relationship. Mm -hmm. And then you're going to think well oh maybe he's gonna cuff me Mm. and then you never do (laughs) and then (laughs) he or she just stops texting you back you don't know what happened you thought everything was going great and then you texting them getting left on red and you have no idea what happened so that's pretty much what ghosting is people just disappearing from your life even though you thought that you were going somewhere with that relationship Mm -hmm. well my question is if you're in that phase like if you're like no matter if you're the dude or the chick and you're in that phase where you're just talking and you see it's not going where you want it to go like what is the proper way to cut that off is it better communication well i think the first issue is that people are really afraid of defining the relationship Mm. true because Mm. even one i think a lot in so i know this is going to get like really cis heteronormative but i think a lot of men anticipate that women are looking for a relationship which is a denial of their own sexual autonomy because there are a lot of women out there that are completely comfortable with just hooking up with people and then having no um emotional attachment or anything like that so If you're okay with defining the relationship and saying, I don't really want this to be anything other than us just hooking up. I don't want to hold hands with you on the quad. When we see each other, we don't speak. Like, that's fine. But people are afraid of that uncomfortable conversation. Mm -hmm. And it leads to problems in the future. Because then you're three, four months in and you don't really know what you're doing. You don't know what the end goal is. And then it just devolves into a really bad situation. And what do we think about the levels of respect that are given for sexual partners or even your partner when you're in a relationship? Like there have been multiple tweets and multiple people within the black community who talk about women and men who feel as though they're often disrespected or women who feel like every time that they have sex, you know, like people are judging them or judging who they're hanging out with. And we know black Duke, like everybody talks, everybody. Right. Yeah. So what do you think about that? Um... Well, <laughs> there. So I think this can. I think we can go into the thought paradox. Now. Okay, right, thought paradox. Explain, please. Let's read the tweet. Okay. All right. There was a man in black dude who made a statement saying, "Women get more worthless every time they have sex," and whenever I tell people this, no one thinks it's a big deal. So what the man says, like, women get more worthless every time they have sex. You saying this to a woman is obviously going, there's a chance that she'll internalize that information. And every time she has sex, she'll feel bad about it. You're not really enjoying the uh, moment because you're getting all this guilt factored in. Mm -hmm. But men collecting bodies has no social repercussions. There's you 
maybe get some clout points if anything Mm -hmm. get to talk about it with each other and not feel bad about it but even black women can make each other feel bad when talking about like how many partners you've had things like that and another thing that's really surprising to me is that we've talked about people having over 10 bodies and things like that but no one's getting an orgasm does that body really count Mm. (laughs) come for y'all on that one for real oh man (laughs) wow women are not allowed because first of all (laughs) finding a good sexual partner for women specifically i think is trial and error so you need to go through like six bodies or something before you find someone who's really giving you what you need Mm -hmm. but at the same time we're shamed for that it doesn't really make any sense quick question though do you think it's like maybe it may okay let me rephrase this Mm -hmm. so you're saying that women will have to go through at least six bodies in order for them to know how to you know have an orgasm or do you or are you saying well is it possible that they can just like off the bat just know how they want to be pleased which then you know they don't have to go through those amount of bodies i think that touches on the bad communication thing because women Mm -hmm. aren't really comfortable with saying what actually they need because every woman needs something different every man needs something different having sex with different people isn't going to work for everybody someone that you have sex with might not have as positive an experience with someone else because they're just not compatible and things like that but at the same time if you're not communicating i also think that's why like having one sexual partner for a while and communicating each time after that and saying what you like what you didn't like and then going forward from there is going to be a lot more productive than just having one uh sexual partner and then moving on because you're never actually learning anything from that And so when you are going through like six, seven bodies or whatever, trying to find someone who's actually giving you what you need, Mm -hmm. I think you're one, gaining more comfort in yourself and like just coming into your own sexuality and things like that. Just Mm -hmm. like I'm a person who has sex. Right. Now you are turning into someone who wants to have good sex. And once you get to that point in your life, then you're like, okay, I need to tell him to like go lower, like something like that. Just anything, being comfortable with saying what you actually need. Because like I said earlier, a lot of women aren't really concerned with their pleasure and more with the male's pleasure and then making sure he's enjoying himself because it's also like a reflection. I think women have been kind of conditioned that like their performance in bed is a reflection on their um, like desirability or their potential to be a mate. Like especially back in like I haven't taken class on Victorian era men, um, but it's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like how men have evolved into and still been trash over the last like two hundred years. But what am I saying? But um, I think that it's. We've been conditioned to our like soul thing was like first we were just like wives and like taking care of a home and then being someone for your husband to come home to and that was it like there was nothing about like you um enjoying yourself things like that so and i also think that has to do with like male complacency as far as female pleasure is concerned because they don't really care that much like if you it's like they come and then they come and then they go and then it's fine but they don't really ask like 
are you good? Do you need anything else from me? Mm-hmm. They just roll over and like, you good? You want me to call you a Duke van? Like, you got it. Another way. Not the Duke van. Not the Duke van. I'm not paying for Uber, so you, you better take this Duke van. <laughs> you know what it is. Oh, oh my so gosh. Duke specific. All right, what we got next? Oh, what? All right. Well, Aurelia, do you want to touch on the uh, women and cis heterotivity? Yeah. So, <laughs> one thing that I think that both women and men perpetuate is like cis heteronormativity as far as like sexual acts in bed. And a lot of things are like off limits because they'll say, like, oh, that's gay. I don't want to do that. Um, get away from me. And <laughs> it's you're denying yourself. <laughs> she's talking to you out yeah, there. Yeah, she's talking okay, to you. Yeah. Microphone gripped. You are denying yourself. <laughs> All right, go All right. Ahead, guys. Let's get to the facts. All right. Okay. The male G spot is in the anus. Yes. Every time your girl like looks at you sideways, then you're like, oh no, you gotta get away from there. Like, oh, I don't know what you're doing. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> This must happen to her yeah, a couple of times. She said, he's looking at you. <laughs> All right, go ahead. But there are multiple. I think that if we just dis- deconstruct that one point, men will get a lot more pleasure as far as not being so stressed all the time for one mm-hmm. about being perceived as gay even though one hom- like homosexuality is not a negative thing so being afraid of being perceived as gay is your own like internalized homophobia huh. two it's like it's, i've never met someone who has experienced either prostate stimulation or analingus and then has gone forth and been like i never want to do this again i'll be like oh a word bet (laughs) and then they come back and it's fine okay so you'd had a point earlier we talked about how when someone is um more like sensitive or like nervous about things you had some way that you feel like better it makes that person like more comfortable with it what was that um blindfolding i think (laughs) if you are trying something new with your sexual partner and you're either like insecure that's why like a lot of people like to do things like have sex with the lights off things like that blindfolding someone and then trying something new is a great way to start all right thank you so hint hint yeah you know Bay coming up <laughs> looking at me so I said that's explicit what <laughs> you ain't get your man a gift give him a new experience <laughs> wow alright alright mm-hmm. I have nothing to say to that <laughs> next topic it's like a hard, like a hard shift <laughs> so we also talked about how we didn't want to have this show without talking about the LGBTQ community so what would you like to speak to on that as a 50% homosexual I think a lot of people have some misconceptions about what safe sex is. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of people don't understand that you can get STDs from oral sex, anal sex, and for um, two people with vaginas, oral sex protection is dental dams. So you can get those from um, Duke Health. You can get. Shout out you, to Duke Health. Yeah. yeah. You just gotta go on their website. 
tell them what you want. If you want some flavored condoms, if you need some magnums or you need some lube, just tell them what you want. They'll get it to you. Um, dental dams are for oral sex on someone with a vagina. And then you should still be using condoms with anal sex because you still can get an STD that way. You can get thrush from giving head to someone with a vagina that has a yeast infection. There are just a lot of misconceptions, I think, as far as safe sex goes with LGBTQ communities because um, sex ed in American high schools is very heteronormative yeah. or just abstinence-based. Ooh, yeah. we even My high school, we didn't even have... They said, all right, so there's one solution, and is is Jesus Christ. Like, <laughs> and, I, and I went there. I love Jesus Honey, what Christ. what school is that? Is, you know, shout out Zachary High, you know. But like, Don't send your kids there. Yeah, but like, no. it's a good... But I, and you're like, I'm for that, but like, that's not going to help nobody. I promise right. you right mm-hmm. now. I mean, kids are going to be trying to have sex, and like, you just tell them not to do it, it ain't going to solve the problem. So like, that's what we need to really out here, telling y'all what it really is. I, I mean, yeah, because it means I feel like kids now, like, their level of... Sec, like kids now at a young, like at a younger age, mm-hmm, like they're having mm-hmm. you know sex, mm-hmm. um, which is still surprising. But it's just you ever see Maury? Baby. Yo, we <laughs> be out here. I see him get back to class. I wish you would. Like, like yeah, this is stuff. Yeah, my high school just showed us a slideshow with a bunch of STDs on it. Uh. It was real traumatic, <laughs> but um. That's why I think a lot of people coming into college because they haven't had that great of sex ed. I mean, Duke has the fifth highest STD rate yes. in the In country. case y'all didn't. Y'all so smart so out yes. there. Y'all, y'all think y'all know. Which goes into mm-hmm. another point we had about bad communication because people... Okay. Because much more people are... Um, trying to they'll be more likely to ask if you're on birth control than if you've been tested recently and the only bad thing that can come the only negative repercussion from sex isn't just having a child like Mm -hmm. stds are one i mean besides destigmatizing stds they're not all just it's not the end of the world if you get one for one so you shouldn't be calling people clean or dirty based on um whether or not you have um a positive STD rating for one. Right. So once we dis- destigmatize STDs, people are more likely to get tested, know their status, communicate that with their partner, and realize they can still have a fully active and healthy sex life while being diagnosed with an STD. Mm-hmm. But you should still definitely be asking your partner their status. Uh, just to elaborate on the point about um, Duke being, you know, fifth for the highest STD, just wanted to make sure that everyone knows that we are in the chlamydia belt. That is mm. where we are. Um, so, can we elaborate? What is that? What is the chlamydia belt? Well, I'm guessing it's like the Bible belt, but it's, it's a little bit different. <laughs> Wait, oh, I think uh, it's a little bit different. It's a little bit different. I'm not sure if it's quite the same thing. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, a lot of people, a lot of organizations on campus have STD testing. You can get free STD testing in Durham. I think in Student Health as well. So yeah, go ahead, get tested. Yes. If y'all don't know, Duke NAACP does do free STD testing. So please. And the man that does it low key fine. So go see him. Oh, All right. So you know. Remember, you're trying to find you know, a BAE. Not a STD. Yeah. <laughs> One more time, just to reiterate, you're trying to find a BAE, not, not a STD. Okay. 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 What else we got on here? I mean, okay. So, did we really um, elaborate on destigmatizing STDs? And then, like, when after you have sex and stuff, are you asking people like, you know, are you on birth control or, mm-hmm. you know, at least not feeling bad about when somebody asks you are you on birth control and stuff like that right so i mean 
A lot of people don't internalize the level of communication that you really need to have before sex. Mm -hmm. And then I think they're also afraid to of what that means. So before sex, you should definitely be asking um, what method of contraceptive you're going to be using. And then including STDs. And then because like things like pull out method not super effective i mean it's effective if you do it right you probably not gonna do it right and then um just come not all y'all men out there right nobody y'all y'all terrible at gender and then um not all stds are protect some stds can still be transmitted using condoms mm-hmm. i think it's chlamydia but really? i'm not completely sure so yes. you could get that from wearing a condom you can still get it right. that so even that. if he's just like oh i have a condom it's fine you should still be asking what their status is and you should be getting tested every three months if you're sexually active and then um yeah but like I said, destigmatizing STDs I think is really important because if people are afraid of getting tested and finding out mm-hmm. what their um, status is, then they're not going to know. That puts other people at risk for spreading it, and they're also not going to know to get tested, and it's just downhill from there. But um, yeah. So, so wait, I have a question. Mm-hmm. So like, what would you like? What advice would you give to someone who's afraid to ask? To afraid to ask mm-hmm. the status. Well, one. Try not to sleep with people that you're afraid of communicating with. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Um, to just try to do it before it gets like really in the heat of the moment because I know people are afraid of like one like even things like revoking consent once you get past a certain point. Mm-hmm. Like just know that your health is more important than whatever five to. 30 minutes is about to happen. So, um... She said 5 to 30 I just, minutes. I just think you well, gotta... Well, actual intercourse she, really she, don't last that long. Like, uh, foreplay no. can last super long, but actual intercourse probably isn't gonna Tiny. last that long. And then remember that you can still transmit STDs through non-vaginal intercourse, so don't get played out here. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. true. I feel like, y'all have that... Me- when I remember when I was in high school, they I started going to the doctor, like, junior year with my parents, and they, they started asking you, like, yo, are you sexually active? Mm-hmm. My mom would be like, no, he is not sexually <laughs> active and they would like they, you know whatever but like uh-uh. i just feel like uh, yeah there's a lot of stigma around it that way especially yeah. like where i'm from but like yeah like mm-hmm. i remember my doctor used to always ask my mom to like leave the room and then would ask me i yeah. wish yeah. Yeah. They, you know that trapped in the closet song yeah r kelly so, yeah it was like shout out r kelly on this the first time the guy in the closet he's like, one person you do not i know so we're gonna revoke that shout out so yeah no no i'm just like you know that like that song goes off in my head every time something bad about to happen Mm -hmm. so it was like um i was at the gynecologist and they were like are you sexually active and my mama wouldn't leave and she was looking at me and i was looking at her and i was like trapped in the closet Uh. (laughs) so what happened (laughs) i'm trying to see because you alive today so i want to know it must have gone decently i wasn't alive for like a good it was it it wasn't but i had a boyfriend at the time so So she knew who to go get Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's man. why she was looking at me crazy. Otherwise, she would just be like, but we were there. Because um, luckily, my mom had been, it was super open about everything. So she was always like, if you start having sex, like, you should tell me. And I'll get you, like, some condoms and some birth control or something. So because I had a boyfriend, she was like, all right, we need to go ahead and get you on this birth control. Shout out IUDs. Um, and then, it, I mean, at the time... It was traumatic, but we've moved on. Past and that, now yes. I have Teresa, my 
Ayuti, and she oh. and I have. Been, oh, you named her. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I was, was that a dog a or is that what are we talk? Who are we talking no. about here? That's my said, control. I, mean, I love her. That means she got a good relationship. Yeah, that does. Because She's actually, communicating. this is like off topic, but you know, my iPhone name is Bertha Ann. Okay. Um, so we got an iPhone so and we got just, an IUD. They both serve similar purposes. All right. That was all right. On a serious note, I just give names to my wigs. Oh, what's your wig name? What's your wig name? Cynthia. Yo, every wig Synthetic. is a minus Tiffany. Yes, because like it's like a different you that comes out each right. time. Yeah. Like yeah. You just did. never know. You know. I've never had that experience, but maybe you know. Maybe one day. One day. Supply store. Okay. I used to name my grandmother's wigs. I mean, what's up, Jeanette? She would, she would be, um, she would be livid right. at me for that. But back to some. That's why IUDs are important. Is what right. I'm trying to say. You know. Wait, I mean, that was not a connection. But I mean, if you're listening to this, <laughs> then I'm sure you understand the importance of this conversation. Right. And although we went off on a tangent, you're, you'll be able to, you know, pick up on the context clues. Yes. And yes. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say to that one. <laughs> okay. Yeah. okay. My, so we have about two minutes left. All right. So I what you got is like two more us. points. I want all right. To hit okay. Hit go them. ahead. Let's hear it. After you have sexual intercourse with someone, you should be getting a Yelp review for yourself. All right. Oh. This goes for both men and women. You need to ask what you did well, mm-hmm. what you did wrong, even if you never hook up with them again. Gotcha. Then you can use that to grow yourself and stop being complacent in being mediocre in bed. Mm. And I feel like our community would be a lot less stressed because you may think everything was fine, but that's not what they're telling the group chat. Mm. So, not the group chat. Ask for your Yelp review, and if the Yelp review isn't all positive, don't pop off on them. It's okay. We live and we learn, mm-hmm. and we get better. Okay. And then, and one last point. Make it a good one. If your partner wants to like, gain the courage to ask you to perform... like any sexual act with them that they want to explore anything like that don't shame them because they probably it took probably took a lot of courage to ask you and then that means they trust you and they're trying to communicate well and things like that instead of just pulling up on you in the middle of the act so take that Mm. and if you're not comfortable with it explain to them why things like that Mm -hmm. and then if you are you can try it you might like it you might hate it and then in your yelp review you can discuss it and then if someone asks you for a yelp review on them be honest because if you hear them talking about how amazing in bed they are later and you know that's a lie you'll be upset and i'd like to prevent that from happening again wow you're a savior that was deep so we would like to thank y'all for listening and tuning in today. Thank you again to our special guests. And we hope y'all have a lovely week. And shout out to that everybody that's been listening, that are listening. This means a lot to all of us. And it this does. is our first official show. So I am ecstatic. Although I may not sound like it. But I <laughs> yeah, am. I'm ecstatic. Like <laughs> <laughs> Duke Health? No, not really. <laughs> right. Get fire. this Valentine's Day poppy, y'all. Yeah, Let's sure. do it. Thank y'all for listening. <laughs>